Everybody's rocking khaki shorts. The rookies are breaking out of sweat. It's 7,000 degrees here in Vegas. It's summer league time, baby. It's summer league time. This is. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is more summer league than Adam cutting off my intro, really, when you get down to it? This is Locked People On Nuggets. Realize there's a delay when I hit the button. There's always this like three second delay. So I always try to time it so that the delay is small. I screwed up that one. So right welcome there. to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. I want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Arcade One Up. Locked On Nuggets is partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. That's right, three. These are the guys known for making the incredible retro three-quarter scale at home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and many more. Enter to win on arcadeoneup.com slash locked on. That's arcade the number one up.com slash locked on for your chance to win. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network and the Nuggets Insider for 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Join me my colleague and friend, Adam Mares. You can find his work on Twitter at Adam underscore Mares. Glad to have you guys with us on a Wednesday night. Uh, I am here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am about a mile from where down at Thomas & Mack Arena. I've been going to this event now for... Oh, God. Oh, God. I've been going to Summer League for 14 years. Oh, God. Really? Uh, and so, That's crazy. 14 I'm years. I'm starting to be, I think I'm a veteran, Matt. Like, I went right as it was starting to, I think, really explode and become, like, hyper-popular. Yeah. It peaked Lonzo Ball's rookie year. I think that was the peak of Summer League. Um, but I'm, I went in 2015. So this is, what, my eighth now? I feel like I'm in the, like, 80th percentile on, on attendance. Uh, if, uh, you've been to more of them than I have in the last, I don't know, five, six years uh, for various reasons. And so um, I'm glad to be back. It's it's always a time. I don't know if good is the word. It's not bad. It's oh, just, it's, it's very, like, are you kidding me? It's a great time. Get out of here with that it's grumpy. It, no, I'm not grumpy. It's just, it's very weird. Summer League is a weird experience. I'm trying to explain it to, to people that are like, oh, you're going to Vegas. I was like, yeah. Well, yeah. But, but like, kind of. like, I'm in a gym for like 12 hours and time operates very differently here and you're watching very strange but very very strange very strange basketball and so very strange and so <laughs> love ryan and so honestly uh, honestly breaking the fourth wall on that a little bit what are the greatest two minutes in television yeah. history honestly really God, it's like fantastic really incredible really incredible uh and if you and haven't I'm, seen brian windhorse two minutes on the utah jazz is very strange move it's just the delivery the the, yeah. the mannerisms they were just incredible just everybody was everybody i like i woke up i woke up to it and i just checked my phone everybody's like i have never been so captivated by anything involving the utah jazz in my you life and i was like what happened you know what's so funny about that matt is like it's both hilarious but also great like I'm not even laughing at Brian or anything like that. You know, great at his job. It's genuinely a great two minutes. It is. He does it. He nails it. But he nails it so perfectly that it's hilarious. I don't, it's I don't know what else to compare this to. It's true. So on today's show, we'll break down what we're expecting from Summer League. We'll talk about the roster. We'll talk about what the different players need to focus on, what you want to see from them. Uh, we will talk about Michael Malone's comments today at Media Availability. He had some comments on the roster and the changes and what he wants to see most notably from Zeke Naji that I thought were very interesting. And then the final segment, we're going to have to take a little bit about how to watch Summer League. Just like 
how you should approach it. As somebody that's been doing this as long as I have, um, I have some tips for you and how to how to experience summer league in the best of ways, um, and not just from a cynical or optimistic point of view. We'll do that later on in the show. Let's go ahead and start here, Adam. The Nuggets summer league roster is set. They are set to start competing this weekend. Uh, their first game is Friday night versus uh, an old friend, the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> will we'll be their first opponent at Cox Pavilion at uh, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Um, it's on NBA TV if you are inclined to watch. If you're looking for kind of what the guys to look out for, the, na- the top name on it is obviously Christian Brown. Yeah. I'm going to you on that. No, I, Sorry. I, 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 will, I, will, I will feed you better on that. It's obviously Christian Brown. Adam, what do you think we need to see from Christian Brown as summer league begins? Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because he's not my headliner. I mean, he is the headliner. Excuse me. He is the guy that I think you should be most interested in paying attention to. I'm a little bit more interested in Peyton Watson personally. Um, with Christian Brown, you obviously want to see defense. I, there's nobody he'll be going up against. Um, in the four pool play games that you look at and say, oh, that he shouldn't be able to make a strong defensive impact there. I think the best player he's going to go up against, Matt, is uh, Achaya Baji, his his teammate at Kansas. Um, Denver, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I know you cover the whole league, so you probably haven't looked. Denver has kind of a weak summer league schedule. Yeah, I did notice that, actually. There's not like, I would not say it's, it's packed with a lot of the dynamite teams. I mean, or I think players. Or players, right? right? Like you're not you're not necessarily like looking at at, at being there, there isn't a whole lot I think to see from this, which makes a lot of sense for where they're at, right? From a certain perspective, but I do think if you're looking at Brown, look, I mean, the, the things you want to see are I, I honestly the biggest thing is just it's physicality. It's making sure that the athleticism translates, which I'm not necessarily worried about. He's a pretty athletic guy, right? Yeah. Like the athleticism should translate pretty easily. Um, and that's why they got him. And Malone talked about this today is like the physicality, which you want to see him really go out there. And and there are guys in summer league that kind of ease their way in, and there are guys out there that really go and attack. And you have to manage that because you don't want to be a psycho. It is summer league, right? And you can try. You can be like, okay, congratulations on like going 100 miles an hour in summer league, but you know, peel it back a little bit. You want to be able to make it look like you're impacting the game when you choose to, like when you're operating at that level and for as sloppy as it is i actually think this is a pretty good environment for him given that there's going to be lots of three-point attempts you can run up and down the floor spot up for transition and then there's a lot of opportunities to be disruptive defensively so for me brown's actually i think a player that can translate very well like oftentimes these wings that have defensive acumen and can shoot they're guys that i wind up walking away from summer league being pretty impressed with because the guards on the other hand a lot of it is just like they're just dribbling around because nobody knows what they're doing and you can make some shots there but it's not versus very the teammates don't have a lot of uh, history together. So what I'm trying to say here is I do actually think that Christian Brown has the most to gain here from summer league. I mean, most to gain. He has maybe the least to lose just in part because he's Denver's first round pick. Like he could have a terrible summer league. He's still going to come into the season as like, Hey, he's our first round pick. We need to like make this guy work out. Um, I'm one thing though. It's along these lines. It's interesting. I was talking to somebody and again, I was talking about Peyton Watson Um, but I was talking to somebody the other day that said most guys, when they fail, it has to do with confidence to some degree. Like you lose confidence. You have to be confident in this league. I think with Christian Brown, that's one of the things I want to see. We all know he's a national champion. Um, you know, great player plays with a chip on his shoulder. 
I want to see the confidence. I'm curious mm. to see the ups and downs and if he can play with that. He last year Bones had so much confidence. Like the confidence jumped off of the the court when you're watching him play. I want to see if Christian Brown sort of has that same thing going on. And over the course of this, is he's the guy that kind of looks like he knows he belongs here? Was Kamagate in the gym today? Is he overseas? Is he has he made it yet, or is he meeting him in Vegas? No, but yes. No, but yeah, I see. Okay. He's not. I mean, I think like the NBA has these very soft rules, right? Like uh, technically he's not supposed to be a part of any team activities. I may have seen somebody who looked a lot like him. Okay. So he's, uh, he's going to be on the roster. So that'll be good to see. Like, I think he's definitely a guy that you want to get a look at, obviously, as um, a second round pick, a draft and sash candidate. Does it Um, remind you at all of last year's Zeke Naji? Do you remember Zeke Naji? They didn't get to like practice because COVID and this or that. And then they arrived, they like flew on a plane and arrived 30 minutes before the game and then played both Bones and Zeke. Yeah, I remember um, that. And Zeke was like, clearly affected by Bones, ball in his hand, showman, all this stuff. He played great. But I do wonder with Kamagate if it's one of those things where they hold him out of the first game just because it's like, hey, is this fair to our big man who hasn't even talked to anybody on the team yet to just roll right. him out there? Right. Could be. Yeah, you can, and you can definitely work it in because it's a long week and you've got time to kind of work him in. Um, Who's the person that you're most interested on the team that isn't one of the, the picks? Um, probably Adonis Arms. Yeah, Arms is making some some noise. Super athlete, um, you know, good defender. Just seems to be a guy that that makes impacts. Um, him and Matt Mitchell are the two names I keep hearing the most in terms of what what Denver. They're they're very similar in that they play a similar role: six foot five, six foot six, defensive minded players that should be able to guard multiple positions. One of them, Adonis Arms, super athlete, kind of thin, um, plays above the rim. I, I think it is rumored to have a 45-inch vertical. I don't know if that was like – I don't think that's a combine measurement. I think that's more of a rumored. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter. Like, for example, no one has ever rumored that I have a 45-inch vertical. So whether or not he has one probably means that he he does jump pretty pretty freaking well. And then Matt Mitchell's the opposite. He's more of a David Roddy body type. Like he's below the rim type of guy. Um, but both of them pl- do have similar roles. They just do it in different ways. So defensive-minded, versatile defenders, keep people in front of you. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see both of those guys. And I think they're kind of competing for a spot as well. So it'll be interesting to see them try to outshine each other. How do I set the bar low enough for Peyton Watson? That's the question. Like, how do we, how do we set That's this bar low? Question. How do we set okay. the bar low enough for Peyton Watson? So here's the thing. If you're talking about just Friday night, I don't know if he has anybody to guard. Like, just looking at the, across at, at who the Timberwolves are going to be able to throw at him. So, number one, he needs to make a defensive impact. I The offense is whatever. I think if you were to say, like, what is par for him would be impactful defender, where you look at him and you go, yeah, that could be an, a special type defender. And then offensively, you could say there's some foundation there. Jared Vanderbilt, for example, could rebound. Um but there wasn't a whole lot else there, and you kind of look like, okay, he's got to work on a handle. He's got to work on touch. He's got to work on a jumper. With Peyton Watson, if he has, like, offensive rebounding, if he has, oh, you know, he got to the cup or fast breaks, he was great in transition. I just think some piece, as raw as it might be, some piece that you say, okay, that's the foundation for him. I really want things to work out for him. Um, he seems like a really good guy, man. We've heard him speak and do a couple podcasts. He seems like a really good dude. I want things to work out for him because I don't like how this is setting up where it's like they traded a pick and it's like, and then they didn't do anything with it. And then they drafted Peyton Watson, who everyone's like, what? He can't contribute. Like, 
I don't like it when guys are set up immediately to not only fail from a team perspective, but also like they're immediately in the doghouse with the fans because the yeah. fans are like, oh, you're who we traded that that future pick for. We could have gotten the blah, 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 you know, whatever it was. And so um, I'm really hoping that Peyton Watson, I want to set the bar as low as possible, but I'm really hoping that Peyton, that things go well for Peyton Watson in the summer league. He's a guy I think we, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for most on the Nuggets. We, we need well. to see the defense. Davion Mitchell is a guy I'll compare him to just in that last year in summer league, Davion on Mitchell he just for three minutes to be like oh that's oh, an yeah. elite defensive player like okay yep that's what Peyton Watson's built at and it's like hey the offense he needs a lot of work but defensively he can be the best guy in the draft like I want to see it it should jump off the court if 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 he's that good can Colin Gillespie do anything to win your heart this weekend oh, oh of course of course um you know make shots and run the team summer league is for the guards they they shine the most especially point guards they'll have the ball in his hand um, if he runs it the way Monte Morris, I'm not saying at the level he was as a pro, but I'm just saying as that type of guy that seems to have command of the court, command of the ball, uh, it'll go a long way. He's a, he's known as a winner, right? So I want to see, does he look like a winner out there on the court and, and leading this team? This is actually kind of an interesting point from Alan, who says, if Tim Conley had drafted Peyton Watson, yeah. people would be way more optimistic. That's a funny comment that actually. Well, Conley had earned that, by the way. True. Like, So there is a level of like, hey, Conley had a lot of good draft picks. So we did all kind of just buy into whatever it was. And that was well earned. I will say this. I think that um, Calvin Booth's name is all over this Peyton Watson pick. Not that other people didn't like him. I think everybody really liked him. I think just it sounds like he liked him more than than anybody else. And so if it does work out, it. I think we'll all feel the exact way next year. Like, oh, Calvin's got us. Calvin's got a guy. Um, so I'm rooting for it, too. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit about what Michael Malone had to say at practice today. And guess who was back on the floor? A familiar face. We'll do that one. Darrell we'll Arthur? Did you see, did you see his? Dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw him the other day too. He was. He I've was got a Darrell Arthur anecdote on the other side. I got a Darrell Arthur one. You'll Ooh, love this. You'll a, you will love this one. I'm excited as the number one Darrell Arthur fan on the planet. I'm excited for this. We'll be right back. Unlocked on Nuggets. But first, I need to tell you about Arcade One Up. Boom shakalaka. We have big news. The only, the one, the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they made it bigger than ever with a wait for it Shack Edition machine. People are obsessed with NBA Jam, and I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that once again, you can play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. Jump clear across the court and set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws and no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's Arcade, the number one, up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee. I dominate at Golden Tee. Mortal Kombat and many others starting at just $399. Check this out out they're giving away a shack edition to a locked on listener enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade one up.com slash locked on that's arcade the number one up.com slash locked on you've got till july 8th to enter to an nba jam shack edition console we'll be right back on locked on nuggets back here on locked on nuggets thanks for joining us and making us part of your day including those on YouTube. If you guys want to support the show, best way, go to YouTube. Sign up, subscribe. You can join the comments like Hurricane. That always makes me feel slightly uncomfortable. And Sean, who's in there. Sean, I think, is building it. We're recording later than usual. (laughs) Drunk, for sure. Definitely drunk. Drunk, 100% drunk. Um, 
Sean's in there building an establishment on the Peyton Watson Island. He's going to be the, the resident Peyton Watson defender. Oh, yeah, already calling I love it, it out. I love it. Get, also, get, get in early, man. Get in get early. In. So you should definitely join uh, the YouTube and find out when we're going to be recording, since most times we're not really sure. Um, no, we usually record at 10 a.m. Mountain. Usually. This is an interesting we, week. It's an interesting week for us, for sure. So Michael Malone was in the building today, but somebody else was in the building today. Uh, and then somebody else, beyond that, somebody else was in the building today. Tell me about Darrell Arthur, please, because I so always my Darrell, Darrell Arthur, Arthur anecdote was I talked to uh, Matt Mitchell yesterday, um, and he was just talking about his experience so far. And he started raving about Darrell Arthur and how much he's been helping him and just what a great guy he is and how much just like going over the bike. If you were there, you would have been like, oh, my gosh. And then I was like, oh, so you guys know each other. Like, where did you guys first meet? He's like, yeah, earlier this week. Like, I just met him. And, like, he's my guy now. He's walking me through all this. And I just thought that was a cool little detail. And then you saw today, of course, the Nuggets uh, social media account tweeted out Darrell Arthur dunking in practice and everybody just losing their minds for it. Like, I don't think people realize what a great dude Darrell Arthur is. And uh, I, I, I hope he stays around Denver for a long time. I think he will. Uh, because I think his wife will not let him move anywhere else. And so I think that's why he'll be here. That was what happens. Like he moved here and his wife just absolutely loves Denver. Adores awesome. it. Just absolutely loves Denver. So, uh, all right. The other person in the gym today, Jamal Murray was mm. playing with the summer league squad. Was not right. just like hanging around. Was not just like hanging out in cargo shorts. Um, but in fact, playing <laughs> cargo shorts note. <laughs> Well, I will. I will get to why the cargo shorts keep coming up in my mind in the okay. last segment. In this last okay. segment, cargo Great. shorts are, are, are a Thank defining you element. For the cargo short detail, everyone. Yes. yes, that's my tease for the last segment. Is this fascinating cargo shorts detail? Um, no. So Jamal in the gym, actually practicing, actually playing, which seems like pretty significant news given that we waited for months for there to be any word that he was playing five on five. I mean, it makes sense, right? It's been three months since the Nuggets elimination at the hands of the Golden State Warriors. So there's obviously been t another three months is, is huge. Um, I think it's a, it's definitely a positive that the guys, there were multiple Nuggets players that are in there. Like it is very interesting in that, and this has kind of evolved. It really did used to be just like guys would scatter to the wind. You know how in major league, like everyone just kind of like rolls into the to, to training camp to, for, for what is it? Spring training. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. For spring training, and you're just like, oh, I haven't seen you in months. That's the kind of how it used to be in the NBA. And yep. there's been this, this evolution where guys hang out a lot more and are more invested yep. in the team culture. I don't think that's everywhere, but right. I do think that it's definitely in Denver that like these guys are hanging around. They're in the gym. They are working with the rookies. Like Those guys are not going to be, you know, so they'll meet Jokic later, but... They will definitely, but the fact that these guys are there and participating, especially Jamal, that's a really good sign that Jamal is like in a place where he wants to play, where he feels like he can play, and that he's already getting in on these runs. That's like a really positive step, even if it's just, you know, pre-summer league practice runs. That's still a really good sign. Huge sign. I mean, obviously, it's a unique summer for Jamal um, with him kind of coming back from injury. Michael Malone referenced it, though, in his presser today. He says that sends a message to Christian Brown, Peyton, you can't substitute work. They wanted to be here. They'll be in Vegas and around the team. And I agree with them. It is a message of like, hey, this is what we do. The Memphis Grizzlies are among the best in, in the league at this, I think. Like, they're a team. You see them at their Salt Lake Summer League right now. Half the team is sitting courtside cheering on uh, the guys that, that, that are there. That stuff really, truly matters. And I do want to say, because I've seen some things on, like, Reddit and in my mentions on Twitter and stuff, where people are like, where's MPJ coming back? MPJ's been there too. 
MPJ's birthday apparently is sometime this week or already happened and he's celebrating it. So he's off right now, but he has been in the gym. I know he was there like three, four days ago. It was referenced in one of the, the things. And if I were a betting man, I would bet he is there for a large majority of summer league in Las Vegas with the team as well, since his brother is playing. Um, but just also last year he was around. Um, that guy's a basketball junkie too. So it is great. Monte Morris, obviously, before he was traded, is a guy that was always around. Davon Reed has been around and playing. Zeke Naji has been around. So there have been a lot of guys that have been around. I feel like Davon 100% gets it. Like, sure. I, I feel like Davon 100% is like understands like what his role is, right. understands like what he needs to do, and is like, I will be there every day. I will work the rookies. I will be with the development coaches. Like Davon is like, this is the shot. This is this. I'm on a roster. This is my shot. I'm gonna make the most of it, and so I'm I'm really impressed with that from Davon Reed. Um, He's also like he. I think he kind of knows, man. Like when you when you're in that role, PJ Dozier's been in this role. You know, guys that have been kind of on the fringe of the NBA for so long. He's no longer on the fringe, but he hasn't made it. Like he know he now has a contract. That's why I say he's not on the fringe. He has a real contract, so he's kind of secured a a an amount of money that should you know help him with even if he falls out of the league but he's at the point right now where one good year and he might hang around the league for seven six seven years so i think for for me he's definitely i think a guy that is probably wired in right now locked in knowing that this is a big chance for him per michael malone uh, at practice today tuesday was the most serious five on five jamal murray has played at any point in his rehab so serious I like to hear that. I'm very in- encouraged by the fact. That, and honestly, like the biggest thing is just we know how much that this the mental side of it was tough for Jamal, and it seems like he's in a better place there. And I honestly get the sense saying. that this this was the team is almost like excited for this. Not that it was a mental. I don't want to go as far as to say this was a mental hurdle or something for him or any, any of that because I don't know. I honestly just don't know. But I do think there is something to like Jamal playing been a while since we'd seen that five on five mm-hmm. against real nba players and i think everybody's just kind of pumped up about it yeah and we need these these little morsels to get us through the long off season because we have many months ahead before training camp um but not nearly as many as you might think the most interesting comment to me uh from malone he talked about ish smith and talked about how he coached him in golden state one of the best teammates and best pros you're going to find um talked about kcp and, and what he provides which is pretty just like you know it you know the deal with kcp um I thought the message on Zeke was really interesting because, and you sent me the, the transcribe yeah. from Harrison on this. Uh, you know, he was a high school and college. And I think what happens when you draft guys is sometimes you lose sight of who they are and try to make them into something that he's not. Zeke is not a small forward. He can guard one to five some nights. He's a power forward. We have to keep it really simple for him. Get to the corner and shoot it. If you're in pick and rolls, screen and rolls and get to the rim, pick and pop. I don't want Zeke worrying about his ball handling skills. We don't need that from him. We need him to be a guy that's going to guard multiple positions, and when he's left open, he's going to shoot it. He's got to rebound at a higher rate. He's got to finish better. It's gotten better, and it has to continue to get better. So that's like a, there's like a lot that's interesting in there. I want to start this with, with a question for you. Do you think that Zeke Naji wants to be a center in the NBA? No. Okay. I think he wants to be a power forward. It just makes more sense for his skill set. Okay. Um, do you think that Zeke Naji can be a I center? Don't, in the I don't think anybody, by the way, wants to be. There's like seven guys that want to be centers. <laughs> it's true. true. Like most guys don't want it. Anthony Davis doesn't true. want to be center. He could be the, true. the third best center in the NBA. He's like, it's I don't true. want that. I'd rather just be a power forward. I'd you rather be the second best power forward on my team. 
So, uh, this, uh, go ahead. Okay. So, Zeke Naji to me, if you think about the things that he seems to be most comfortable doing, catch and shoot three pointers, um, you know, defending even on the perimeter, those are the things that are most comfortable. Those are usually power forward type things. Now, I do think that there is a Maxi Kleber type role where you could say, okay, you see a center, is he power forward? Doesn't matter. He's doing these types of things that work. But I think he's more comfortable being considered a power forward that plays five than a five that plays power forward. I don't know why I'm in this mood to like, I think it's just because I'm out in Vegas. I'm having all like, all, I'm like going through my cycle of memories, but for whatever reason, this popped up in my head. I interviewed Thaddeus Young in 2008. You love Thad Young. In, I do love Thad Young. I interviewed Thad Young. It was one of my first NBA interviews in 2008. I did a phone interview, okay, for AOL Fan House. That was a thing. That's right, AOL. That's I, right. Most, most people were like, what was AOL? The discs that you got in the mail? Um, and so... But what I was talking to Thad was um, the Sixers wanted him to play power forward. They were like, you're big and you rebound well and you're physical. And I actually asked Thad about it. I was like, hey, what are your, what are your thoughts on your position? Like, where do you want to play? And he's like, I'm not a power forward. I'm a three. I'm a wing. He's like, I'm, I, he's like I can create with the ball in my hands. Like, that's where I want to be. And it was just like he was so set on it. And it took basically like another six years for Thad to finally be like, Okay, he yeah. Also evolved in that those six years mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you know. and so and, and but this is part of it is I think when you're young, you want to ma- ma- optimize as many pathways as possible. You want all doors open to you, and and this is it, this is yeah. honestly like a hard thing I think for guys because I don't just look at it as as simple as like it's very easy I think to be like hey put your ego aside and just play your role. Right. That's very easy when it's not your career when it doesn't make a difference between whether you make eight million dollars a year or $25 million a year, or $50 million a year. God, the money's in the NBA is insane. Um, but like, that's the difference, right? It's like, if you're a wing that can create in this league, if you can dribble and create your own shot and be a primary creator, if you're Mikhail Bridges, you're going to make more. You're going to make more than like Chris Boucher, right? And a lot of that's because of his defense, but the offensive part of this is a segment too. And so... I think that there are a lot of times when guys are like trying to find their way, but I do think that the, like for Zeke, what you wind up costing yourself, I think if you're trying to be more than one thing, if you're trying to be all these things, if you're trying to find yourself is if teams aren't like, I know what I'm getting with you, that makes you less valuable. It makes you less valuable to a coach. It makes you less valuable to a roster. Like think about how they talked about KCP today. KCP was a very highly touted prospect coming in. Like he was right. a very highly touted guy coming into the draft. And like now, like the way Malone <laughs> talks about him is basically like, you know what you're going to get two way def- like two way yeah, player. Not, yeah. You know what he can. I, I think it's an underrated aspect of all of this. And I look at a guy like Isaiah Hartstein is a great example of this. Like there's a certain amount of time where you're in the league where your chances get harder and harder to come by. You get pigeonholed into, you know, thing is. So when a team is telling you, hey, we want you to be stand in the corner, shoot threes, guard on the perimeter, like do that. All of a sudden you're pigeonholed into that's who you are. So I do think there's a little bit of this for, I don't know what Zeke's mentality is. I just want to make that clear. I don't, he's, he's somebody on the team that honestly, he's been here during the pandemic. We've had very limited interactions with the guy, but I imagine that is a tough sell of, Hey, we want you to become the type of player that we need that maybe makes you, if you nail it, every team wants that three and D full power forward. But if you fall anywhere short of that, if you're an 80th percentile of that guy, you get pigeonholed into this, like not, not a star, not a versatile guy. He just does this and this, and that's it. So it is an interesting dichotomy. It's an interesting spot to be in. And um, 
I think it's one of the reasons he's one of the more interesting nuggets next year. Let's take a break. We'll come back. And I've got some tips for you on how to enjoy Summer League and how to... Hmm. Matt's Guide to Happiness. Matt's Guide to Summer League Happiness. We'll do that when we come back on Locked On Nuggets. But first, I need to tell you about Bet Online, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. They've got all the latest developments, league reviews, and news for Major League Baseball. You can get set for NFL season. Uh, I am currently taking up all the Carolina Panthers props I can because I think Baker Mayfield was underrated last year because he was hurt. So I'm buying up Carolina Panthers futures over at Bet Online. Your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. They remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news, and they've got stuff like MMA, boxing, and golf to get you through this slow season in sports. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked on Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making us part of your day. Really appreciate you guys joining us, including everybody in the chat over on the YouTube channel. Make sure to go to YouTube and subscribe. By the way, if you're a local business and you're looking to uh, hit an audience that's, you know, the target that everybody's trying to hit, definitely hit us up because we got podcast advertising spots available. We love to showcase your show. Carlos um, Romero really wants to know, are you coming to Summer League, by the way, Carlos? If so, you got to come by and stop by and say hi to us. Um, he's saying, is should he stay on the strip or not strip for the uh, summer league? To me, that's an entirely that's a you question. You know, if you're only going to Las Vegas to watch summer league and you have no interest in being in any other aspect of Vegas, sure, you can stay off the strip, drive and park at Thomas and Mac. There's giant parking lots, um, and you can just do that thing. If you're trying to get the full Vegas summer league experience and do a little summer league, a little Vegas, then stay on the strip. So totally up to. I mean, that that's a preference question. Yeah, I think um, there are hotels that you can stay at that kind of split the difference. Uh, I'm at the Virgin. I'm at the Virgin. Hurricane, please do not comment. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just. <laughs> and uh, I have stayed at the MGM Grand before, and that's like a that's a pretty yeah, good distance. That's like on the edge. Yeah, that's like that's that's on the strip, but it's one of the closest. It's the closest strip hotel to the the arena. Um, I have also done this the other way, where I, I have had years where I was like, I don't want to deal with Vegas. I cannot deal with Vegas right yeah, now. Yeah. And so what I would do is actually like there's like a there's a Marriott by the airport, and I just stayed there and would be like drive to the to the arena, come back to the hotel, and that's a very low key experience. Airbnbs are fun. But I mean, look, I do, I'm, at, I will... I'm at an Airbnb. I, my, when I do Vegas for summer league, I'm usually there for like four or five nights <laughs> and I do one night on the strip. And so, um, I think what <laughs> <laughs> hurricane's got me, I'm, I'm shook right now. Um, so, uh, the one thing I will tell you is that if you don't, if you don't go to the, the casinos, you miss out on certain opportunities. Um, my favorite summer league oh, story, the great detail. I love this. My favorite summer league story is that um, Boogie Cousins' rookie year, when he was definitely not 21, uh, I definitely drunkenly stumbled upon him at a craps table at 3 a.m. <laughs> and and Boogie was rolling them bones. And it was absolutely in making jokes with the, the dealers and the other people there. Um, I've run into all these people. The reason I keep bringing up the cargo shorts thing is that the funniest thing to me in the entire world is how coaches dress at summer league because you're just used to seeing them in like, and like it's yeah. changed since the pandemic where they, yeah, what, they basically wear like, 
you know, they wear whatever and, and like a polo. It used to be like suits, but you would see like Scott Skiles in cargo shorts. Yeah, and it was just true. very jarring yeah. to be like, that's Scott Skiles in cargo shorts. And so you see all these coaches just like in whatever at the gym. It's a, it's such a casual atmosphere. It's very cool. Um, and just in terms of like seeing everybody so relaxed, that's kind of the difference is that like during the season, it's stressful and intense and it's your job. And like, this is the off season. And so everybody's just very chill. It's a very chill atmosphere. When we talk about like how to process, um, summer league. So obviously like Chet Holmgren at Salt Lake last night goes absolutely banana cakes, just like dominates. Right. And everybody like loses their mind and his, um, his rookie of the year odds shoot up. And then the whole, like, everybody doubted him, and now they see. And, like, the best way I would say that is is for you as a fan, I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to get excited about guys. You should. If Christian Brown goes out there and scores 27 points and hits six threes, you should get, like, super extremely Can I excited. Say, in my sport, in my, in my opinion, sports, you should allow yourself to get excited. I, yeah. I actually think it's really dumb, like, gatekeeping excitement. Like, hey, it's sports, man. None of this matters. Have yeah, fun exactly. Yeah, it's it's totally okay for you to get overly excited about things. Yeah. Don't, but the biggest thing is to have a very short memory. Is to get excited in that yeah. moment and let that and let that that permeate and then let it go because it's like okay, that was summer league. We'll see what happens next. Like that's what we always talk about in the show, right? Is like so much of the show winds up being instead of us making like takes or declarations about like so and so will never be a whatever. Like a lot of times, you and I are like, we'll see. Right. Because like, that's, that's the fun of sports, but that's also part of the story is, is there are so many guys I've seen dominate at summer league and go on to be nothing in the NBA. And there's oh, so many, and, and there's so many, and there's so many guys I've seen dominate at summer league and then go on to be the best players in the right. world. Like there are guys yeah. that, that like there, are, <laughs> there are guys that within the first like game, you're just going to be like, Oh shit. Like, Oh, yeah. okay. And those guys usually don't play very long. That's the other thing I would tell you is if you're if next year you want to come out for summer league, you want to go early because if guys are good enough, they get shut down by game three or four. Yeah, you know you don't want to risk them, so you're just like, okay, we th- these guys are ready. Right. You know you, you want to get an idea of ex- of exactly how much work you have to do with them between now and September in the gym to get them ready, and like sometimes it's a lot, and you're basically like it's going to be a multi year plan, um, and then. Other times you're like, this guy's immediately obviously ready. It took about 13 seconds to realize like Zion Williamson was like, you can't even allow. Oh, man, this he game. had an all time first couple seconds, ripped the ball right out of Kevin yeah. Knox's hands and dunked on it. It was yeah, he was he was definitely one of those. You're like, oh yeah, it's gonna translate, I guess. Yeah, you you were just like, okay, we don't need to see any more of him here. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like this is part of it is is the coaches that are here are so focused on development, oftentimes that they're very much of the mindset of like, I actually want to see the other guys. Like I'm going to learn more. Like I want to see what this guy's going to look like in our G league affiliate. I want to see what this guy's going to look like if he's a 15th man. I want to see if we're going to get this guy on two way. What's he like to work with? It's not even really so much about some of this really does go beyond the, the basketball stuff because it's so scattered and you only have a couple of days of practice. It's about like, I really enjoyed being around that guy. Like he was a really good teammate. Like he brought a good energy to the gym. He worked hard. I remember this play that he had, like yeah. those little moments. It's one of the reasons I'm really interested in, in Ryan Bowen being the coach this year. Um, just because Ryan, in my experience, has Ryan done it before? No. Yeah. So this to me was like surprising that Ryan, like I, I kind of wondered if Ryan lost a bet. Like, did what? How did <laughs> how did Ryan how did Ryan wind up? And maybe it was that Ryan really wanted to you know to do this. You know, yeah. maybe it was something that he wanted to do. But either way, I'm very curious to see like what approach because Ryan's been around so long. Like, he's a former player, so 
you know, I'm, I'm curious to see like what the approach he takes towards summer league is going to be, but uh, there's a lot to get excited about. Let yourself be excited about summer league. Let yourself enjoy it. If I, like seeing, to- I also think it's important what role players have, like with Christian Brown, he's the number one guy in terms of like talent. Do they play him just like a regular guy? Because at the NBA level, he's probably going to be a regular guy. Are they going to run ISOs for him? Are they going to run plays for him? How much is he part of the offense? I, I kind of want to see that. Um, so just things like that, I think are kind of interesting. Um, and then the other thing I would say is <laughs> never get and ne- never get caught up in how badly bigs look or how good guards look here. I strongly agree. Yep, let's guards shine, especially on ball guards. Uh huh. Because like they have all the freedom, and it's safer to shoot than it is to pass and set up a turnover. And a lot of these guys are the the thing is a lot of agents are here telling their guys like, hey. If you put up big numbers, I can get you onto a whatever, which usually isn't the case. Like, it's more like, hey, like smart agents will be because I've talked to, I did a whole piece when I worked at Ridiculous Upside about, um, I were, talked with an agent and he was talking about how, like, he would tell his guys, whatever those coaches tell you, like, that's what you need to do. He's like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what you need to do. Right. Because if you're doing what those coaches tell you, those coaches are not that different from other coaches. Those coaches are not like, it's not like right, these right, coaches right. are going to be the problem. Like focus on the things that you, that, that you need to hear because that's the best way for me to get you a contract is, you know, show that your athleticism, show that you can play, show that you belong, but don't be out there trying to put up 40 so that you look like a, you're not going to get a, a max contract off of the off of summer yeah. league. Get yourself on a roster. It's funny that you mentioned, um, we were earlier, you mentioned the guards versus bigs things. Like when you go back and watch some of the Jokic summer league stuff, Eric green, Nikola Jokic on the court together, Eric Green heavily emphasized in all of those games. Like there was a lot of like, hey, we got to get the ball to Eric. Yo, get out of the way. We're got to get Eric Green some touches here. Like let him cook. And so it's just it's just to kind of show you the discrepancy of, of emphasis. Um, another one of my favorite ones was I talked to Jared Bayless after he had a 40 plus in a summer yeah, league game. A summer league all-star for sure. Yeah, I talked to him and was talking to him. Like I, I got him randomly on the court for like five minutes. And I was talking to him about um, Nate McMillan, who was his coach then. I was like, you know, Nate's usually pretty hard on, on point guards. He's like, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to be fine. And then, like, two years later, I caught up with Jared and was like, oh, my God. I didn't know. I didn't. I had no idea. And it's just like, the, it is very different, but it's okay to get excited for these moments because those are, it's cool. This is that time of year. Enjoy summer league. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up for Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. Or not back. back. We'll be back later uh, this weekend. We'll have a re- recap for you of Friday night's game and give you some of our impressions from Summer League play this weekend, so make sure to be on the lookout for that. Best way for you to know when we're going live, again, subscribe to that YouTube channel, and that way you can turn on notifications and find out when we're going live. Our thanks to everybody in the chat tonight. Uh, Carlos is in there, and AJ, uh, and her, an all-timer night from Hurricane. I love, I love you, buddy. Sean's been great in the chat. John has been in the chat. Uh, all sorts of great conversation. Really appreciate you guys. Have yourselves a great weekend. Enjoy Summer League if you're watching. We'll see you guys again next time on Lockdown Nuggets.